a toehold, a foothold, and a stronghold. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Inspire. Thank you for joining me today. I am Linda Killian. I'm a teaching pastor at New Covenant Christian Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. When I left you on uh, Salvation 101, uh, Part 3, we were talking about the soul, the spirit, and the body, and all of those parts and what they do. Today, we're talking about toeholds and footholds and strongholds and where they come from and what we can do about them. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 uh, said to us that God has the mighty weapons, not worldly weapons that are used in our natural wars here, but he has weapons that are strong enough to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So what is a toehold? Those are offenses that have happened to us. Sometimes people can say things and I've even been like, I wonder if they meant that the way it sounded. You know, I can either just push it aside or if I really want to, something small, I wouldn't, but a toehold can grab a hold of you. So if it bothers you, go to the person and say, you know, I, I mean, did you mean this or that? And then nine times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, no, I did not mean it that way. I'm sorry. Things can be taken care of right then and there. Because if that toehold does not get taken care of, it then festers and becomes a foothold. Now, a toehold, I can walk around, nobody even know anything was bothering me. But if I let it get to a foothold, I'm going to start limping. I'm going to start limping in my Christian walk. I am going to start limping in the care that I have for others. I am going to start limping in the duties that I have in my church or reading my Bible or spending prayer time. I'm going to let this foot thing start to work on me. And if I don't take care of the toe hole and I don't take care of the foot hole, then I am so offended at whatever was said or whatever was done that now it has become a stronghold within me. And that is not of God. I've allowed the enemy to infiltrate my entire body. And now I can't do anything for the fury and anger that I have toward that person. We see it every single day. A toe hole and a foot hole. You can have some prayer. Go talk to the person. Have someone go with you from the church. It can be dealt with easily. But a stronghold? That has taken over your mind, your entire soul, and that needs to be cast out. Jesus has won every battle. So what is my part? My part is to know the strategies of the enemy and how to defeat him right in the beginning when it's a toehold or before it even gets to be a toehold. That would be even better. I need to know the difference in God's voice through his Holy Spirit, which is quiet and brings a gentle conviction. 
And I also need to know the words of the enemy. They're very loud in my head and they accuse me of things and they condemn me, not convict me, they condemn me. The voice of the Lord, because really what God wants from us is to recognize when we have sinned, when we have done the wrong thing. There have been times when I've said, you know, Linda, you could have said that a better way. You could have said that a gentler way. You could have acted different. You know that. <laughs> that is the, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, a gentle way that he comes and speaks to me from within and has me confess with my mouth what I have done wrong. God is happy and pleased with that because we noticed it. Then our next step is to take care of it, to do what he has said to do. Now the enemy, on the other hand, he condemns. Oh, you've ruined it again. You fail all the time. You can't get anything right. These are the words of the enemy. And when you hear a soft voice of, you know, you could have done that better, you know that's the Holy Spirit. But when you hear this louder voice calling you names, saying things bad about you, you have to stop and think, would God ever say anything to me like that? No, he would not. He loves you with an everlasting love. He sent his son to die for us. He would never accuse us, point the finger at us, say ugly things to us. Then at that point, you have to know, wait a minute, that's the enemy saying this stuff to me, and I'm not buying it. I am not going to purchase this. You know, it's the truth that you know that sets you free. The truth that you purchase sets you free. When you buy into something, it's hard to make you sway a different way. So the ways the enemy talks to us is you'll never amount to anything. Why do you even try? You fail at everything you do. You know no one even likes you. And you know they're laughing at you and all of your failures. You know you're so stupid. He is always condemning us because he is the accuser of the brethren. And he does it day and night. And he does it before the Father. He takes our faults up to the Father and he says, look at Look at your kid. Look what he did. But when God turns to look to his right, he sees Jesus. And that's who he sees instead of all of our shortcomings. He sees his son who paid the price for our debt, our sin, that we don't have to deal with anymore. I'm to recognize when I do wrong because I don't want to cause a stronghold in someone else's life, a toehole, a foothold in someone else's life. I want us all to live in unity. I have to stand for truth. I have to stand for the right thing. Or then I compromise my own belief system. But I need to know. You need to know. This is a part of my empowering you through these Salvation 101s. I want to empower you to know the difference between the two voices. It will change your life. It will. I'm going to end there today. We'll pick up next time with Salvation 101.
part four, and we're going to have another good time. I hope you're enjoying these. I hope you're gleaning. I hope you're learning. I hope you go back through the week and listen to all of them because they are life-changing principles. God bless you, and I'll join you back here next time on Inspire.